We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name. Name your. Name your price. Ah, a tool, an idea, an inspiration. To do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no. But to see the options that could fit your budget. Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some people play like a champion today. I decided not to do it. (laughs) This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Mondogold.com your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to mondogold.com and enter code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. This is the Tuesday evening edition. By the time you all hear it, it's probably going to be Wednesday. But uh, we are reacting to the game week five of the Premier League slate. And uh, with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Andrew Laird, who's not going to brag or boast about anything in the table at all. And then there's me, Mike Gottlieb, who's miserable again because Chelsea have four points in five games, have let up the most goals in the Premier League. And let's get right to it. I mean, they <laughs> lost They lost 3-1. 
Same problems. Everyone sees it except for Jose Mourinho, who actually may see it and just not care and just think that, you know, the luck will turn around, that they'll eventually get some confidence. He was, you know, famously, he, he keeps saying that they didn't deserve the result. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what game he's watching, Andrew. What game do you think he's watching? The not deserving a result, that result has to go. Like the. Whether he actually believes that or not, he's got to come up with something else because he's getting into this classic Jose Mourinho third year with the team syndrome that he has. And they're obviously not going to get rid of him, but I almost feel like he's now starting to like sabotage himself that he, he wants to get fired. Yeah. You know, Jurgen Klopp's available. Weeks after he signed a contract extension. Uh, Klopp is obviously going to Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> so maybe you guys can have Brendan Rodgers, but... Oh, we love a good barrage. <laughs> the, the the problems, like you said, are just so obvious that it's it's kind of tr- troubling to see or to see no changes being made. Or the issues are all because Oscar is actually the greatest player in the Premier League, <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and because he hasn't played from injury, that's it. That. He's supposed to come back Wednesday for this Champions League match against uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Maccabi, excuse me. What did I say? Maccabi? Hmm. Yes. Rookie mistake. Right. Uh, By the way, Happy New Year to all of you. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so maybe Oscar is the key? Yeah. Real Madrid may not dominate without Ronaldo. Barcelona may struggle without Messi. And Chelsea may just struggle without Oscar. Obviously, that's the huge problem. And the only way to mask that is to put John Obi Mikel at <laughs> holding midfield. Oh, to I help felt out. so bad for you as soon as I saw that lineup because I knew that your entire day would just be ruined. Yeah. Uh, and of course, sloppy defending by him led to the first goal. And yep. of course, Bratislav Ivanovic only worried about getting his hands behind his back and not actually closing down a defender. And then, just as you, your point was about to be proven, Mikel picks up a garbage fantasy assist on that excellent Modic goal. Uh, you have to give credit where credit's due. That was a heck of a strike, but too little, too and a, late. And, and a heck of a five foot pass by John Ovi yeah. Mikel with nobody between no, him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, set just, him up perfectly. Just total. Yeah. Set him up perfectly to dribble a couple times and shoot from 35 yards. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what John Ovi Mikel is good for. Just, you know, let's go to the Everton side of this because you know, let's let's try to be positive. I mean, there there is really nothing positive other than Nemanja Matic, and also uh, to be fair, Admir Begovic looked good. Yep, yep. That could have easily been six goals. Yep. That that Everton scored. Yeah, but, like yeah. we said last week, there's no there's no difference. I don't think, at least in this makeup of Chelsea between Courtois and Begovic, they're not. Yeah, like, yeah, not like, much like worse. you said, you're not. Yeah, you you do it based on the opportunity and yeah. you know somewhat the talent. But I'm just saying, fantasy wise, that's what I meant. But I think even just in real life, I'm not sure that game's any different with Courtois and goal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a good thing they didn't pay twelve million pounds for him. Yeah, uh, on the uh, on the Everton side. Um, I mean, you got to you got to look at first of all. I mean, Stephen Nason is scoring three goals off the bench. You know, good injury by yeah. <laughs> Mohamed Bezic <laughs> waiting there. But uh, I think it's funny because uh, Roberto Martinez got so much credit for bringing Naismith on. After you know, it's like what a sub, great idea. And it's like, well, obviously he should have just started. 
it's an injury. It's an injury. So right. it took right? an it took an injury for that to yeah, happen. Let's so not go crazy. Exactly. Guys. Exactly. But I mean, Ross Barkley though. Let's talk about Ross Barkley. Okay. Because he had two assists in yeah. this game. Two of the two, uh, two assists on three of the goals. So in general, he's been involved. I think it's over sixty percent of Everton's goals. He has two goals. And three assists for the season in five games, which is tremendous production. Yes, it is. So you got to think that. You know, first of all, is it repeatable? You know, is he is he really on pace for looks like nineteen and nineteen at this point? You know, which is doubtful. Right. <laughs> but you know, you got you got. Let's try to spin this forward because you know this is a five game sample. It's not a small sample. It's it's not a big sample either. But it's not a small sample. And do you feel that? Ross Barkley is really it's it's his breakout season. I do. The only issue that was holding him back last year I feel like was playing time that and it wasn't even just like he wasn't getting regular starts but like when you're not getting regular starts for a player like him you just can't develop any kind of rhythm. And he's now starting and it seems like his spot is pretty well pretty solid. So if that continues, yeah, I think he can he 1919 is absurd, but uh, I think, you know, double digits in one of them is, is certainly obtainable. And, you know, if you put up like a 10-8 or like an 8-11, we wouldn't be shocked. And that's excellent value for, you know, he's still pretty cheap on in season-long uh, salary cap games. So, yeah, I think uh, this is his step, and then he'll get bought by Manchester City or somebody else next year, and Everton will be left without him and without Stones. Can we talk about John Stones for a second? Yeah, go ahead. He looked good. Yeah, he did look good. Well, he—I mean, he's good. Where there, there was, there's no question about that. Chelsea obviously think he's very good. Uh, he's obviously very English, which drives up the price a little bit. But there were the—they made um, scarves uh, that they were selling outside of Goodison Park. Uh, money can't buy me, can't buy you stones or whatever it was. And it's that's exactly of, what buys stones, actually. <laughs> yeah, good point. What was funny about that whole thing is that it was essentially like a shot at Chelsea. Like, no matter how much money you have, you can't get him. But, like, he wants to go. This isn't like they turned it down because he turned it down. Like, he asked to go, and they said no. So uh, this whole, like, pride, but, like, to, oh, we're... But to be fair, he was professional about the whole thing. Yeah, oh, he was. he's exactly what you want yeah. for a player that wants to leave. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, Yes, I agree with that, but I think he, yeah, I, I mean, who doesn't want triple, pay, uh, you know, uh, who doesn't want to triple their salary? Exactly. So it's, it, it may not necessarily be the team more than the fact that it's life-changing money. So it, it, who knows? But my point is, is that among, uh, you know, throughout the entire process, he's played like a professional, including in this game. Yep. And th- as someone who you're looking for, to be a potential leader to take over for, you know, a John Terry or a Vasson company. If you're Manchester city, that's exactly what you, you want in the demeanor of somebody blocking out the noise and, you know, putting the performance on the pitch as the priority. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta be pretty, you gotta be happy. Uh, Totally agree. But anybody at Everton who thinks this is over is kidding themselves. I agree. But just one more note on Ross Barkley. Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's second, among all midfielders and shots on target. Wow. With Alexi Sanchez. So, you know, he's shooting. Yep. And he's shooting on target. I mean, it all it all helps. So 
just you know, food for thought on Ross Barkley. You know, then now that I've talked him up, get rid, you know, get rid of him, cut him, trade him, whatever you got to do. Because yep. once I start talking about somebody, they're screwed. <laughs> All right, poor guy, never saw it coming. Yeah. He's probably a listener. He knows it's coming. Exactly. Now, uh, another game that I, I also wanted to talk about, we talked about it um, a lot on last Friday, but the Norwich Burnmouth game, Norwich taking all three points at home impressively, 3-1. First of all, Cameron Jerome finally got on the off the schneid. He got a goal that counted. Yep. Um, and just in general, uh, you know, Norwich really took it to Burnmouth. And, you know, what was the, how surprising was that that Burnmouth really wasn't able to put on an offensive performance here? I think that was a little more surprising than Norwich scoring the goals. I mean, Norwich had been a little sluggish to start the season anyway outside of Nathan Redmond. So uh, we had talked about uh, Bokani possibly coming on to make up a difference, and then he, you know, all of this was without him. So I think the Norwich side was a little, was, you know, surprising. But yeah, I, I nobody kind of would have seen this. Uh, you know, if you said there was, what was it, 3-1? If there yeah. were four goals, you would have said, yeah, 2-2. Two, two, like, Burnmouth obviously would score twice. But, um, you know, Glenn Murray didn't start. There was kind of talk that he would start next to Callum Wilson. I, I'm curious to see if they kind of struggle playing with each other because they're obviously not used to playing with another guy kind of in their same role. So, um you know, it's solid performance. Cameron Jerome obviously put on a, a great one for fantasy owners. We kind of talked about how cheap he was on Mondo goal, three and a half million, I think. So any goal out of that is tremendous value. So I'm not sure that necessarily means I'm going to target him every week, but at least, you know, once you break through, you're you're in the discussion. Yeah. Uh, and something that I think is worth pointing out, that even in the loss, Simon Francis is, is really good. Yep. And from a fantasy perspective, uh, he's this year's Kieran Trippier, and I'll tell you why. Um, you would think uh, Alexander Kolarov has gotten the most acclaim, right? Yes, deservedly. Yeah. Uh, Simon Francis has more touches of the ball than Kolarov. In fact, he has 19 more touches, 499 to 483. Or sorry, 16. Excuse me, 16 more touches. And then he also has one more chance created from those touches. So he has nine chances created in five games, which is really good. And Kolarov is eight. So does Cedric and Kyle Naughton, but you know. Yeah, the the clean sheets are going to be the separator, which is obviously a big one in uh season long yeah. formats. But, but you know, but like I said, Kieran Trippier wasn't getting a ton of clean sheets. He's getting some, but you know, it's I mean, Simon Francis, I really do think that he's this year's Kieran Trippier. He's a low, low, low price, uh, you know, team that's not going to win a lot of games. But this defender, you know, he, he's, especially if you have peripheral stats, uh, he, he's going to give you some points. Yeah. So, you know, just something to keep, just something to look out for. Because Simon Francis is, especially as a defender, you know, if you're looking for cheap options, because you always should be, he's a guy to look for. And his price is probably going to keep going up. You know who is very much not this year's Kieran Trippier? Kieran, Kieran Trippier. Trippier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kieran Trippier is like last year's Kyle. Nope. DeAndre Edlin. No. Kyle Walker. No. <laughs> uh, he's a nobody. Yeah. He's just, just another guy, as they say. Speaking of uh, peripheral stats, I've got a trivia question for you. Okay. 
Alex, Wait, you have, you have not asked me this question. I have previously. not. No, you're going in blind. Okay. Alexis Sanchez leads the league in the combination of these of these three stats, okay? Okay. Crosses from open play. Okay. Fouls one. Shots. I'm going to make it four. And shots on target. So if you add up what he has in those four categories, it totals 54. 28 shots, 13 I'm fouls with you. drawn. I'm with you. Okay. Who are the next three? I, I'd have to think Rian Mares has to be in that list. He is not. He's up there, but he's not in the top four, we'll say. That's amazing. Um, Yaya? Nope. These are your peripheral stat all-stars. Mark Albrighton? That's a good guess, but he uh, doesn't do much other than cross. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take a lot of shots. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can keep guessing. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, tell you who the, who yeah, the yeah, next yeah, 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 Hold on. Let me, get, let me get two more guesses. Dimitri Payet. Uh, nope. Man, I'm really flailing now. I thought no. I really, I thought I had one there. No. Nope. All right, just go, go for it. Number two is Memphis. That's a joke. <laughs> 17 shots and 21 crosses. That's what helps his cause. Okay. Third, or tied for second if you don't include shots on target, Jeremain Lenz. 23 crosses, 12 fouls drawn, 10 shots. How many targets? Uh, he only has two on target. So 10 on target of, t- or two on target of 10 shots. Solid percentage. The next two. Dusan Tadic, who didn't even start one match. And Jefferson Montero. It goes Alexis, Memphis, Lenz, Tadic, Montero, Robbie Brady, and then Mahrez. I told you, I told you that Robbie Brady, especially if he's a defender, he's useful. Yeah, Brady, Mahrez, and then Barkley. Yeah, Barkley. I knew it wasn't Barkley. Yeah. But that's... He I doesn't mean, cross. Those are, you know... If you care about those statistics, those are some guys who give some pretty good floors. Lens is usually pretty cheap. Montero and Brady, certainly. But Mares and Barkley are getting expensive. So uh, the reason why I thought it was Mares, I mean, just last week he had four shots and four key passes. It's six crosses. That's what holds him back. 17 shots, eight on target. All right, all right. And the last thing I'm going to pull from this list that I have, Mami Diouf, 10 shots, 9 on target. It's easy when they're all within 5 yards. Yeah, <laughs> at best. At best. <sighs> all right, anyway. You know, I'm going to... Oh, my goodness. It's just... Oh, it's, just, it's so frustrating. I'm still thinking about Chelsea. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> all right, let's get to something much more positive here. Dimitri Payet was a beast. Yeah. Uh, not only did he score both goals for West Ham in their victory over Newcastle 2-0, he also created seven chances. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how dominant he is and playing for a team that I've all... As soon as I said I've given up on them, they've done nothing but win. Did you see um, the goal that he had off of the Moses miss? Yes. I felt so bad for Victor Moses but he didn't miss by that much. He almost reacted as if he like sent the shot into the 10th row. 
<laughs> which was weird. But did you know that West Ham are tied for the league lead in goals scored? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it's and they're second in goal differential. And Diaphrasaka has exactly one goal. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, West it's Ham. The, Excuse it, me. West Ham. West Ham. No, not not West Hampton. No, no, just West Ham. Okay, anyway, not 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 important. But Dimitri Payet is still very good. It looks like you know there's going to be a nice midfield partnership between him and Victor Moses. Yeah, and Diaphrasaka hopefully. Hopefully, is a beneficiary of it. Did you see who was on the bench for the match? Your boy Andy Carroll. Yeah, I know. He's back. <laughs> Moving on to people who are actually healthy. <laughs> oh, uh, he's healthy now. Yeah, Daryl Yalman had five shot attempts. That's pretty for good a, for a right back. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a right back. Yeah. He also missed a really easy scoring opportunity, yeah. but you know, just you know, Darren. And off just stood there. And hit him. Sometimes that's all you need to do. Is it time to get back on the West Ham train for me, or am I just going to ruin it? For their sake, I hope not. But, <laughs> you know, you can make your own choices. Three wins uh, and two losses. It's a very up-and-down yeah. squad. Yeah. All right. Well, in a very... is, we'll be back. I think that was Randolph's last game. Never know. You never know. And Randolph, I think, wait, he got two clean sheets, right? Out of three? I think I think that sounds about right. He was dreadful in the first one. Correct. Then you got two straight loss. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Perfect. another team that you've ruined. Crystal Palace. Oh, my God. So, you know, you, like... yeah, let's let's review back here. So, in the preseason, <laughs> you... Yes, let's comment... look at... Yes, let's look at everything you said that was wrong. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about, Mike. I have a whole list here. We don't have enough time to go through it all. Is it Festivus? Are we airing out our grievances? <laughs> That's uh, why. why do, I, do I need to perform a feat of strength? No, this is why we went to twice a week so that I could get through the <laughs> list. <laughs> In all seriousness, no. It's a weird situation at Crystal Palace because you, and I, I completely agreed with you that given the midfield, and this was before they got Bakari Sako, that, and maybe that's the problem, that the whoever the starting uh, Palace striker was going to be, which going to be good for, I think you said 12 to 15, which I thought was a little aggressive, but certainly double digits was reasonable for whoever the starting striker was, whether you were hoping it was uh, Patrick Bamford, it looked like it was going to be Glenn Murray at first, then now it's Connor Wickham, maybe. And what do they do last week? They Murray's off to Bournemouth, Wickham was out, and Bamford was a, as we call, say, in a, in a, in fantasy football in the states a healthy scratch so coach's decision yeah dnp DNP, coach's decision which is the last thing you want to see when with the parent club like we saw that all the time with christian atsu last year at everton he's not playing at Bournemouth either but um chelsea are really good at loaning out players to not play yeah they are so well victor moses plays (laughs) <laughs> He's a little older though. Yeah. He he they should sell him. They, there's no reason for them to hold on to him. But so I believe they put Balassi as a false nine. Um with Sacco, Kabai, Punchin, and Zaha in this attacking midfield. And I'm not sure obviously it didn't I mean they they had plenty of chances against Manchester City. They never broke through. But it seemed like a strategy that should work. Like Balassi, I feel like could play that role. No, no, you can't play with his back to goal. 
I mean, if you're just if you're just going to have the interchanging, it's fine. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to string a bunch of passes together against Manchester City. But can they do it against anybody else? Who do they have next week? I haven't even. Can they do it against Spurs at White Hart? Oh, of course they can. <laughs> well, I mean, we can segue into Spurs and how they shut out Sunderland, but uh, <laughs> you know, but like, I think we'll Sunderland get the... shut themselves out. <laughs> they shut themselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I mean. F- it's to me it's more about crystal palace without they they basically said we're just going to try to counterattack on you all day long right no we're not really going to think about trying to string passes together for real in the offensive zone we're just going to have a whole bunch of people who are really fast and if you guys make a mistake we're going to send at least three of them going forward right which for a team that we all called or most of us called very old at the beginning of the year that should have worked right i mean theoretically that works the problem is they're not, you know, old to players. Be fair, old to players be fair, they held out for 89 the minutes and change. What's that? To be fair, they held out for 89 minutes and change. Right, but that, you know, they, they had their chances and they, they were, you know, it was it was nil-nil until yeah. the 90th minute. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, the, the strategy you described was to score, though. Like, obviously, it's hold them off and then we'll counter. But the counter is a big part of that. <laughs> and they that didn't really pan out. I don't know. I think they should keep doing it, though. But maybe that's just to spite you. Yeah, but I mean, the the mission first from Pardews, you know, was was to not let up the goal. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, everything is everything is just to spite me. <laughs> so they're sixth on the table right now. So, so only yeah. three clubs have scored more goals than Crystal Palace this year. So obviously something's working. And the three are the ones that are leading the league. It's Man City, Leicester, and West Ham. So it's it's weird how they keep changing lineups, but they keep scoring. So, so. I kind of look at it as any time... Whoever's in that midfield, I would probably willing willingly play in fantasy. I think Sacco's usually my top choice. Uh, and Zaha's usually my last one. But despite all the moving parts, is there anybody... There's nobody on that team that you would not choose right no yeah no. all right we, well i feel like a lot of times we see like oh there's just too many options you never know which one to take and then this one you're kind of like well they're all pretty good so i yeah i might take any of them depending on price yeah yeah i see it I, yeah. it's fair all right two let's go to the, let's go to the one big game the you know the, the last big game that we haven't talked about which is obviously Leicester Aston Villa. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> that was a hell of a game. Though. It was one hell of a game. We'll get to that one after this one. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, West. Uh, sorry, not West Brom. Manchester United three, Liverpool one. Um, so that's not Liverpool winning. That's Liverpool only scoring one goal. Yes, hell so, of a goal too. It was Christian Benteke. Mm-hmm. He does his thing. Yep. But uh, Anthony Martial got a goal. Sure did. He got his first goal before Memphis Depay got his first goal. Yeah, he got his first start today at, in the Champions League. And Memphis they, scored again. <laughs> yep, and Memphis scored in that game against his former club and lost. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> and two of his teammates, ex-teammates, scored. And then that was it. Yeah. We should just, note Luke Shaw's done for the year. That's that's a stinker. Yeah, because he had been playing pretty well. Yeah. But now it's Marcos Rojo time, maybe. Actually, there was a little bit of a. Um, or Ashley Young. 
Well, yeah, there was a little. Well, Young started today also, but there was a little Twitter uh, conversation. Somebody mentioned it, it was a Taga related one, where um, I forget who it was from Taga was like, you know, Marcos Rojo can be picked up in any format, and I was like, well, it's not so fast here that that Rojo is going to be it. And before I could do that, John Wallen uh, wrote back that maybe Antonio Valencia might get a shot. Although I think he played mostly on the right side last year. Yeah. Yeah. And young, I think they've kind of given up on young being a back four fullback. I think they like him more in the midfield, but before the season started that, uh, the left back spot was, uh, daily blends. And, the only reason he was starting at center back was because Phil Jones got hurt. He has this blood clotting issue. So I'm not convinced Rojo is getting this, this spot right away. And I could absolutely see Blinn taking it and having somebody like Michael Carrick start at center back until Jones returns. Gross. So yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of Blinn did get the assist on Memphis's goal today. It was a John Obi McHale type assist where, he had nothing to do with the actual set. And Blinn and Blin scored one of the three goals against Liverpool. That's right. So, I don't know. He, the and your favorite, Ander Herrera, who I poo-pooed last week. Yeah. You know? if, if we're really airing on all the grievances about how I was wrong, <laughs> may as well do that one. Yeah. And you know what? Let's end, let, let, let's end this on the, uh, the ultimate airing of grievances on a team that I've been 100% wrong about for a long time. Leicester mm. scoring again multiple times, three goals, coming back from the 2-0 deficit to beat Aston Villa. Ugh. Villa at least looked Rick, really at least good. Ricky DeLatte, who was on my all-value team score. Yeah, yeah. The, the Villa looked really good until they gave up that first one. And as soon as they gave up that first one, you knew they were definitely giving up another. I didn't think they were going to give up three. <laughs> but the it was one of those that, they got very comfortable, and then as soon as they realized that Leicester could get their, you know, the crowd gets excited and they get their goal, all of a sudden Riyad Mahrez starts bring, you know, people start bringing up the Real Madrid talk again, which is yep. one of the two assists things. for Mahrez. Nothing like going from Leicester City to Real Madrid. I think he has a goal or an assist in every game this season. He does. Yeah, it's unbelievable the start that he's had. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like he came out of nowhere either. He was a he was a beast at the end of last season too. Yeah. Vardy too, and he well he scored one of them also. But the yeah the it's it's crazy to me that this team is as good as it is, or at least they're winning as much. A as lot of people are eating some crow yeah. about uh, you know about Claudio Ranieri, about the team in general. Yeah. They you know didn't make enough additions in the summer. They lost their heart and soul at Esteban Cambiaso. Once again, I said that, and very wrong was I, because Danny Drinkwater has really done a great job in the middle of the park. Yeah, Drinkwater got an assist, but most of the time his contributions are not on the score sheet. Correct. So, yeah, I mean they're um, not. They're not. I think. I think if he goes down, by the way, that 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 that's the guy. Like 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 Matic last year for Chelsea. Yeah, he's the guy that makes it go. I understand that you know there's an Hazard or a Riyad Mahrez in the final third. But they don't even get the ball in an attacking position without Danny Drinkwater or without Anya Modic. Yep, that's fair. The only issue is they give up they give up goals. And so Yep, that's why I'm not on Jeff Schlupp this year. Yeah. Yeah. Marez's opening price in the uh in FPL, the official game was five and a half. He's up to six point one already. Like guys don't that's, jump that highly in five weeks. Yep. That's a catas- not catastrophic. 
that is a meteoric rise. It's really it's, incredible. Yeah, it, it, yeah. In, in the official game, that is an unbelievable value if you got him at five five. Yep. The only the next highest is Bafutimi Gomis, who's gone up five points. Yeah, yeah. Well done. And, yeah, and Swansea, of course, disappointingly lost after I yep. stacked almost every option. So, <laughs> you know, just, you know, if we are going to air out all the grievances, you know, this is really what this podcast is about how Andrew was right and Mike was wrong. I'm not sure. I wasn't right on this one. Well, not I mean, that not j- that we thought like Swansea was going to go in there and destroy them, but. So what you're saying was I was wrong when I said that this podcast is about how you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. On that note, we will end this airing of the is otherwise known as the Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For Andrew, I'm Mike. We'll see you again on Friday where we'll talk about, amongst other things, the rankings and the upcoming games for game week number six. Catch you then, Andrew. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash